Hello and welcome to the live stream of Hot Zone Serie A March the 11th. This round holds many great pictures in hand, with the highlights being AS Roma versus AC Milan. My name is Daniel and I am honored to, to be hosting Hot Zone Serie A together with our Italian football uh, betting expert, Dani Fisichella. Stay tuned to learn what tips and predictions he has prepared for you, and I'm sure be able to find value in a lot of them. Please do like the video, subscribe, hit the notification, uh, and uh, help us grow so we can keep delivering great content to you. Leave your comments in the live chat, and we will try to get to you with every question you may have. So now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Danny. How are you today? Ciao, Daniel. I'm all right. Very well. So, very interesting uh, round of fixtures. You know, after the midweek, Serie A never stops. A little bit of stats for you. You know, last week, there were four managers sent off in Serie A. Guess mm -hmm. what? All of their teams, they won this weekend. Coincidence? <laughs> probably they only played weaker teams. Let's go. I was going to say exactly this later on about Roma. Uh, maybe they do better without Mourinho on the touchline. <laughs> right. Let's start with Saturday Atalanta Lazio. Atalanta should be happy with their 1-3 win over Sampdoria in midweek and are now taking home a Lazio team who hasn't won on a road, who hasn't won on the road in four consecutive fixtures, recording three defeats and a draw along the way. In fact, Atalanta haven't won at home themselves in the last two. Uh, with most recently drawing 1-1 to Udinese. Both teams are separated by just one point, and I expect a high-scoring contest here. I do as well. If you look at how uh, last year games went at the Stadio Azzurro d'Italia, 3-1 for Lazio in the league, 3-2 mm -hmm. for Atalanta in Coppa Italia, and also at the Olimpico, 4-1 for Atalanta. So yes, I think you can expect uh, uh, goals in this one. At Atalanta, when Ilicic is in form, they are a different team. When the Slovenian is on his day, they are almost unplayable. And so they were at um, Sampdoria. They won uh, deservedly great performance from Ilicic. Also, Cooper Miners, the young uh, midfielder they bought this summer, really played really well. Zappa Costa gave two assists. And let's not forget, this was an Atalanta that was still in emergency for the many injuries they have. For this one, also, they're going to miss Palomino, who suspended. So, a backline almost to reinvent for Gasperini ahead of the very important clash against Man United in the uh, Champions League. They need to be better at home. So far, they only scored six. So they're not one of the best attacks. But if you look at the last five games overall, including the Champions League, they scored 12 goals. So, you know, the best scorers in Serie A for the last three consecutive uh, seasons, maybe they're, they're getting uh, back on track. Lazio. The best game of the season so far. Only one nil win against Fiorentina, you say. So you say, where is Sarri Ball? Where's the excitement? Forget about it. It's a different Lazio. I think Sarri is trying to make some compromises now. They are more uh, gripped. They are more determined. They can shut down shop. And in fact, they achieved the first clean sheet of the season if we don't consider the uh, Europa League uh, competition. I think they were more convinced against Sampdoria. They looked for more ways to score. Very important news for Lazio. Luis Alberto, again, the mercurial player, the number 10. So if Atalanta's got Ilicic, 
Lazio's got Luis Alberto. These are the two main men. Luis Alberto back in the starting 11. A lot of changes for Sarri after the heavy defeat at Verona. I think they looked more balanced defensively against Fiorentina. And, of course, uh, they didn't uh, concede. Uh, tough one, this one. On the outright market, you can see the odds for Atalanta are quite high. I won't, I won't gonna go for the goals market, but on a conservative way, because you have to consider also the fact, yes, Atalanta's got many absentees. Over three goals, that pays 198. We missed, I can't hear you. Hello? Yeah, no, sorry. Of course. <laughs> I was saying that uh, if the game finishes with exactly three goals, we get uh, our bet back, yes. which is much better than losing, which exactly happened when we bet on Juventus last round. <laughs> and I'm saying this because Verona-Juventus is our next game. Uh, Verona couldn't defeat Udinese in rounds 10, recording a draw at, uh, with 1-1, and we will now have a tough job to go toe-to-toe -to -toe against a wounded Juventus who were stung by Sassuolo in midweek. Uh, things went from bad to worse for Juve team who are tormented with a alleged money laundering scandal right now and it smells like Caltropoli 2-0. So, no, I don't uh, think so, no. <laughs> maybe it has the consequences on the um, of the mentality of the team and... It's a difficult situation, look, for Juventus overall. Yes, you mentioned, I think, financially, they got loads of debts. They're not the only team in Italy to have debts. You know, Inter has got more. Uh, so, but yeah, there is a financial crisis, but there is also a technical crisis on the pitch. I was expecting Juventus to have come out of the crisis after eight good results, but they lost at home and they looked so unbalanced as well. Uh, Allegri tried to play with Morata, Dybala and Chiesa all together. Out of a sudden, they looked that solidity in the field that got them through a few results, a few one-year results. They looked too frenetic at times after they equalized. They started committing player forwards too much. And in the end, they conceded with a counter-attack in the 95th minute. If you look at mm. the goal that Maxim Lopez scored, it's almost a schoolboy school error. You know, too many players up front. In the very last minute, Allegri always say, if you cannot win, I try at least try not to lose. Things don't didn't look good for Juventus. You know, if you compare to last year, Pirlo had five more points at this time in the season. They only scored wow. 14 goals so far in Serie A. Verona, by the way, has scored 22. They never scored so few goals since. 2001-2002 uh, Juventus. So, yes, things look mm. bleak. You might say, okay, they are missing Ronaldo. Yes, of course. I think it's also because they're missing Ronaldo. Ronaldo was, let's say, papering over the cracks of Juventus last season. Last season, Juventus were not a brilliant team, but they had Ronaldo. This season, they are not a brilliant team. They are full of good players, but they don't have Ronaldo. In the last six games, they only scored one goal and they conceded 12 uh, so far in the season i think the problem is that allegri knows that the blanket it's too short so if you pull it one way and going attack you lose the defensive solidity at the moment juventus is a team that really i think they can only win one nil they conceded 12 they never conceded so many at this stage of the season mm -hmm. since 92 93 i remember i'm mm -hmm. old enough to remember that I don't, i'm not <laughs> sure if you do but anyway uh so it's, it's it is a Juventus that needs, uh, again, probably go back to basic, 
4-4-2, play solid at the back because they're going to face a real challenge against Verona uh, because uh, Verona, I think, first of all, they did, probably didn't deserve the equalizer against Udinese. But uh, Tudor, which, by the way, is a former Juventus employee, so I think he, wants, he, has, he has something to prove there as well. Tudor made seven changes for Verona uh, traveling to Udinese. So he changed the, the entire defense and he kept out Simeone at the beginning who scored four against Lazio. Maybe because he had this game in mind. However, Verona, whether they deserve it or not, the penalty was a bit doubtful. They keep scoring. They only lost one since Tudor is in charge in the last seven games, so they are in a very, uh, very good run. They're going to play aggressive, direct. Perhaps they might leave the ball to Juventus, who doesn't seem to know what to do with it, apart from passing it from side to side. Look, and I see some comments says uh, bet against uh, Juventus or it's too mm -hmm. hard to trust Juventus. Say some of the viewers, I do agree with you. Um, I am tempted by the double chance, one X, one ninety-seven. Okay, here we have here we have it. Uh, a little bit different this time. We are not trusting Juve this time out, and hopefully, as Anker says, they will not win because when we bet against Juve, they lose. Uh, they win <laughs> when we bet on them, they lose. Right, we move on with uh Torino Sampdoria. Torino couldn't do much against AC Milan and uh, lost with 1 0 in midweek. They are now 13 with 11 points and will be keen to get a home win against the Sampdoria team, uh, that has lost two in a row away from home. Sampdoria also lost their fixture in round 10 with 1 3 to Atalanta and are now 15 with nine points. Okay, Torino and at San Siro against Milan, they were mediocre. Uh, although uh, Juric, the manager, said they dominated, they didn't create many chances only at the, at the end. Not that Milan did much better, uh, but yeah, Torino couldn't really uh, scrape mediocrity in that game. The problem with Torino is uh, that uh, they don't score as many as they create. Uh, you know, again, it's a team that lives on the 1 0, 2 1. Okay, against Genoa, they score three. But maybe it was an occasion, so they need to be more clinical up front. Belotti was back for the game at Milan, but had a bad game. He only touched the ball twice in the opposition box, and both touches were bad. But now for Torino comes Sampdoria, who one of the worst defense in Serie A, and they also lack quality in the middle of the pitch also due to the fact that Damsgaard is injured. I guess Atalanta, they took the lead, they couldn't hang on to it. Then a couple of mistakes from Audero, which has already made a few mistakes uh, this uh, season. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 uh, it's difficult to for some to back uh, Sampdoria. So um, for this one, I would say uh, Torino are uh, slightly favorite, as you can see. You know, uh, mm -hmm. you got Torino uh, winning two point ten, uh, but um, I'm gonna go for the for the gold market in this one. So that would be over one point five uh, golds. In the second half, that pays two, which means if there are uh, two goals uh, or over in the second half, you have won two. That's your double your stake. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, fantastic. We move on to uh, Inter Udinese. Inter heads into this contest as, as a big favorite, both by the odds and historically, since they haven't lost to Udinese in at least five years, uh, four years. Uh, Daniele Azzurri defeated Empoli with 0-2 and are currently third in the standings. Meanwhile, Udinese recorded their fourth consecutive draw, this time against Verona, as we already mentioned. Um, and uh, this actually resulted in uh, their third consecutive draw with the, exactly this result 1-1 one, one. so if you want to be a little bit adventurous maybe you can try this bet on correct score <laughs> well but uh, you know that will be that will be paying 5.7 so it will be a massive win and obviously Udinese here at the underdog Inter comes at the back of a good win at Empoli they showed how deep is the squad you know goals from D'Ambrosio who only played 100 minutes so far he was given a start by Inzaghi repaid with the first goal Alexis Sanchez as well good assist on the first goal as well he's not someone who played many minutes that shows you how much quality how much talent there is in the Inter squad it's down to uh, Inzaghi to choose the right players for uh, the right matches. The thing is that they're always going to create a chance, but the good news is also that this was uh, the first um, the first clean sheet since the beginning of the season, since they beat mm -hmm. Genoa 4-0. Uh, the thing with Inter is also, and we saw it against Lazio, against Juventus, is about finding the right balance between attacking and defense. This is a team that last year was the best defense in Serie A, so it's not that out of a sudden they become a poor defense. It's about committing players forward, uh, making sure uh, that they don't suffer counter-attacks, and yes, sometimes perhaps sitting deep a little bit and controlling the game. However, not too deep as they did against Juventus in the second half when they, they then invited the uh, pressure. Mm -hmm. Last year, this uh, game finished 5-1, but I wouldn't really look at it to base your bet on because it was the, the last game of the season. Inter was already mm -hmm. uh, champions and you know, it didn't really uh, matter. Good news for Inter this week. Lautaro Martinez has signed an, ex an extension of his contract till 2026. Really, really important. Barella, who's going to be the captain of the future, he's going to sign as well. So again, a little bit more of, um, you know, harmony or, you know, things are since things are a little bit more relaxed in the Inter camp. Uh, but, you know, again, tough games to come because then they need to go to Sheriff, uh, to Tiraspol, to play Sheriff in the Champions League. Then they got uh, the Derby. So, you know, it's, it's it's a tough week for for Inzaghi, of course, and they need to keep uh, in check with Milan and Napoli. That keep winning. Now, comes to Udinese, who haven't won since the second game of uh, the season. Uh, they didn't risk too much against Verona. Probably they deserve uh, to win. Maybe they were a little bit naive in the end. They couldn't shut down shop completely and allowed Verona to create half chances in the mm -hmm. end. The penalty uh, came. However, something interesting we saw this, season, this week from Udinese is that in the absence of Delofeu, Gotti decided to play with Isaac success through the middle, a very pacey forwards, and he gave him a start. He scored, he debuted with a goal, so maybe now that Delofeu might be back for this one, is he going to stick with two up front with success and Beto, which obviously 
is going to threaten Inter on the counter, but also allow Inter to have more of the ball in midfield, or is going to have Deulofeu playing with a 5-4-1, that then when the attack becomes a 4-3-3, but try to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, disrupt Inter possession? This is a real, real uh, question for uh, Gotti. Look, I think Inter going to have a lot of the ball for this one. Uh, the draw, the, the odds for Inter to win are too easy. Maybe uh, leave them in, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but leave them in a in Anaka, let's go for one of my of my favorites for now. Asian handicap on corners, minus three. That pays 190. So basically, if Inter takes four more corners than, you, than Udinese, you get uh, 190. If he takes only three more corners than Udinese, you just mm -hmm. get your money back. Yeah, the good corner bet. Uh, I think you, you've, been nailing, you've been nailing them so far. Let's hope I'm not jinxing you. No, no. But, on you know, the, <laughs> the corner bet is when... You cannot find a lot of values in the Asian handicap. You cannot find a lot of values on both to score, mm. or you're not sure. But you think a team is going to dominate the other one. You know, the corner, it, it is also a bet that you you are always alive and up until the last minute. You know, yeah. a, a team could take three corners in the last minute and you win it. Whereas some bets, they're already gone by half time. So, you know, up to yep, you. yep. And some of our viewers, they were asking recently under the other videos, the older videos, what exactly means this. We have explained uh, corners, Asian handicap on corners and everything about corners on YouTube in our betting academy section. So please go yes. and check it out to learn more. And then we move on with Fiorentina and Spezia. Fiorentina is also a favorite here, as we can see by the odds. In the previous fixture, we saw them uh, defeated by Lazio with a narrow 1-0, which means that the team now ranks 8th with 15 points. Uh, they also have a chance to bounce back against Spezia, who are dangerously close to relegation zone. They have just one win away from home. What do you reckon about this game? Look, I think Fiorentina needs to win this one because so far they've been a bit of a yo-yo team. Five wins, five defeats, no draws. Only The only team in Serie A with Empoli that hasn't yeah. drawn any single game. Against Lazio, uh, they were. it wasn't too negative, although they... They lost one nil. They had a few chances. The problem with Fiorentina is lately they are not creating a lot of quality chances. I saw an interesting stats about them. They are really in the top uh, table in terms of possession in the opposition half, which is a good thing. But in terms of goals created, the chances of goal created, apart from penalties, they are one of the lowest ranked teams among the top ones. Okay. So basically, they got a lot of the ball, they don't create many chances. And in fact, against Lazio, Vlaovic went a little bit missing. Again, I still think there is something playing up in his mind since the fact that he knows he's going to leave at the end of the summer on a free. Um, they tend to lose Fiorentina against big teams. They already lost four games against all the big teams, uh, but they, they seem to be all right against small teams that leave them more uh, versus, uh, they leave more their the ball. Uh, Italiano, Vincenzo Italiano, Fiorentina manager, plays his former uh, team so he will be obviously uh, motivated after the switch in the summer uh, let's see if he could count on Saponara who was really good against Cagliari was left out of the of the game against Lazio for a niggly injury again another Spezia uh, player uh, Fiorentina also got an issue uh, they often tend to concede in the second half so to 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 win this one they need to be uh, quick out of the block against Spezia which is uh, the worst defense 
defensive Serie A, 23 goals conceded, I think Fiorentina Fiore are going to score, but maybe things for Spezia are looking a little bit better. You know, if you consider they only conceded one goal in each of the last three, so it's not too bad, you know, for a team that conceded 23 uh, so far, they are one point above relegation, and I think against Genoa, they deserve more. After going 1-0, they had a couple of chances with Gassi especially, they should have put the game to bed, and you know, uh, overall in the double derby, Sampdoria first and Genoa now, they only got one point, I think they deserve much, much more. It's also a question of experience, it is a young team, often is the youngest team in Serie A, uh, depending on who Tiago Motta plays, but maybe, you know, Tiago Motta has found his best 11 so far, uh, and which, which is a good news, I think, after a lot of changes. However, for this one, uh, Fiorentina favorite. So let's go Fiorentina half-time, full-time. So that means Fiorentina is going to be winning both at half-time and a full-time. And as you can see, the odds are quite high for this one, but they are appealing yeah. if you look at how they did, for example, against Cagliari, 238. Also, Rui says uh, Fiorentina to win and both teams to score, or actually to score at least two goals. Uh, Anker says Spezia always to score. It's I true, it's I, true. I think he means both teams to score in this case. Both, or, yeah, yeah, because I mean, you would expect Fiorentina to... Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, we can uh, start with uh, analyzing Genoa and Venezia then. Genoa is the second worst team right now in Serie A. And uh, just can't help themselves, but keep piling up bad results. If it wasn't for a penalty in the 86th minute, they would have lost to Spezia in the last fixture. But in the end, they managed to snatch a 1-1 draw. Meanwhile, Venezia also dropped an important point uh, as they lost to Salernitana with a goal in the 96th minute. Venezia have lost now two back-to-back -back and are above their opponent with just one point. Uh, general lucky to get the point against Spezia, Venezia unlucky not to get at least a point against Salernitana. I think Genoa are very disappointing yet, especially for uh, the lack of character, the lack of solidity. That's what they had last season. Okay, they've changed many players so far this season, but he's the same uh, manager. And, you know, they didn't create much in the first half. Then, after they went 1-0 down, they risked to crumble, so Spezia could have easily gone 2-0 up and then was the mm -hmm. game over. However, Genoa, this season, despite being really poor, I must say, they also conceded 22 goals so far, they always seem to find a way to score because they got Destro, they already scored six, because they got creative players in midfield as well, uh, they got experience up front, you know, they got the likes of Caicedo coming in as well, so somehow uh, they score, and in fact, this is the fact, this is what keeps them, uh, let's say, next to, you know, the, 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 the the relegation zone, but, you know, with a chance to come out just with a win because of the team of the bottom half of the table, they are the one that score the most. Venezia, uh, I think, as I said, they were unlucky against Salernitana. They probably deserved a uh, 1-1. Uh, the red card for Ampadu, the Wales, was way, way, way too excessive. You should not have got sent off. And then in the, in the end, they, last, they lost at the very, very uh, last uh, minute. They are the worst attack in Serie A, Genoa. They only score Eight, eh, sorry, Venezia. They only score eight goals, but they are an interesting team because they are quite effective. They are quite clinical. They don't create much, but mm -hmm. they know how to take the chances. And um, they are showing one of the best midfielders, attacking midfielders in Italy so far, which is Aramu, again, on the score sheet. 
they often set up with, a, with this 4-3-3. So they are always, it's always an interesting game, the one of Venezia. And it's a game where you can always expect goals. So maybe go for that in your Aka. Go for both to score or for uh, goals. Anyway, the defeat against uh, Salernitana could be uh, really costly for Venezia. Uh, I think uh, Genoa needs a reaction here. You can see the quote is 2.12. It is a team that doesn't want many so far at home. Uh, yeah, I think I think they are due a win at home. So I'm going to go for Genoa win. Well, last time I checked was 2.10, but, you know, best odds is 2.12. So, yeah, obviously a good, good uh, return if you win. Yeah, odds are always uh, changing uh, because, you know, that's what bookies do. So you can go and check them out at We refresh them every five seconds and you get the, the best, the most up-to-date odds. And Rui says uh, back Genoa at home. Yeah. Dots pay well. And this is exactly what we did with Danny here. Okay, move on to Sassuolo and Empoli. Sassuolo must be pleased with their upset over Juve uh, in the last round where they took all three points, as we mentioned. The team is in decent four with three wins, one draw and one defeat across the last five pictures. Meanwhile, Empoli lost their battle to Inter with 2-0 two two and will have to show character in this fixture. Both teams are just two points set apart and I expect a very, very close call match here. The most important thing for Sassuolo now is to forget about the, the win in Torino, which was the first in the history, and focus on the game against Empoli. Against, against Torino, the, against Juventus, they were almost perfect, a lot of character, they know to exploit Juventus' deficiencies, and they showed how good technical team they are, especially midfield. I don't think it's a, a coincidence the two technical midfielders, Fratesi and Maxim Lopez, have scored. By the way, Fratesi is the second goal in two games. I'm sure you're going to hear about this guy much, much more in the years to come. Uh, Sassuolo, uh, I've got some strengths on the flanks. The, the the two uh, full, the two fullbacks are really good. The midfielder, midfielder is technical. They just need to be a little bit better a home where they only lost, uh, where they lost two and they only kept one clean sheet. But if they, if 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 they are just there, I think they are. Uh, they could climb the table much higher. Last year they were much in much higher positions at this stage of the season. Empoli, uh, they were outplayed by Inter. Uh, Inter has got better quality. You know, after all, what we saw, the champions of Italy of Serie A, they beat the champions of Serie B last season. So not a big, no, no, not a, not a big news. There, however, Empoli could complain because maybe there was a potential penalty in the first half for them. So that shows you that again, Empoli is not a team that is just happy and sit back and leave you uh, the uh, possession. Again, Andrea Zoli played with two strikers against Inter. This time he didn't pay off. Let's see if he reverts to uh, the 4 5 1. For this one away at Empoli, uh, they got a very poor home form. Empoli, they are the worst defense at home with. 16 goals conceded, but they are much better away. They are fifth in the away table with three wins. They won at Salernitana, they won at Cagliari, they won at Juventus. They will be without a key player, which is Ricci, suspended, young player, young midfielder who started well. So again, check the lineup, see who Andrazzoli puts in midfield. I can see goals for this one. Yes, also the win of Sassuolo is appealing, 185, but I found a better odds. Over 1.5 goals in the first half. I think these teams are going to start on the front foot, both of them, 230. So if there are more than one goal in the first half, you win a stake. Less one goal or less, you've lost your stake. Perfect. 
Also, Vivica here is saying uh, if it's possible to start getting tips on LADVZ. And I think it will be possible once we hit 10,000 uh, followers. Yeah, exactly. Which is another reason to start following and help us grow. Because when we grow, we will have more uh, people helping around the show and making more shows. So please do that. And we can move on with Salernitana Napoli. Salernitana took their second win of the season when they beat uh, Venezia with 2-1, with 1-2 on the road last uh, last round. However, the team is still placed in the relegation zone and have very slim chances against visiting Napoli, who continues on their quest to the title. Napoli defeated comfortably Bologna with 3-0 and a clean sheet uh, with a clean sheet, which you predicted, actually. So now yes. maybe another win uh, by clean sheet for Napoli? Possibly, yes. I mean, uh, Napoli yesterday, I, I looked at them, they look so accomplished, so well-trained, so drilled, so convinced that the goal is going to come somehow. Yes, they score with two penalties, but they could have scored five easily. They continue to be outstanding at the back. The first shot on target for Bologna, which, by the way, was depleted. They were missing three key players, including Arnaudovic. But the first shot on target came from a free kick in the 85th minutes. And in the midfield, Napoli is really where they've changed. The acquisition of Zambuangis has been so important to provide that protection, but also somebody who's able to carry the ball for 20, 30 meters and release Zielinski and Ruiz from uh, those tasks. And in fact, Ruiz is one of the, the, the midfielders that has done better in Serie A so far, also scored from outside the box yesterday. So yes, it looks a team that really everyone knows what they're doing. And also the, the good news for Luciano Spalletti is that we are seeing more of Mertens so far, who has been out for injuries and now he's playing more, more, more minutes. Even yesterday we saw Gulam back as a substitute. So again, someone that could be really, really important on the left-hand side where Mario Rui has been playing pretty much every single game. So yes, if they get all these players back and also we are expecting a little bit more from Zielinski, maybe that's the only one that so far been missing. Is Napoli, yeah, of course, they can they, they can go all the way and they can win the title. Just the stats. Now they got nine wins and one draw, so 28 points. That's the best tally since 2017-2018 when Sarri was there and they challenged for the title until the very last minute. Yeah. Salernitana has a little advantage, the fact that they played on Tuesday and Napoli played on Thursday and this game is on Sunday at 6 p.m. So I wonder... Maybe they could be obviously more rested. They got almost two 48 hours rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Salernitana, as I said, even before when they were managed by Castori, is not a bad team or a negative team at all. They create chances. They are courageous. You know, it's a team that crosses a lot of balls, uh, tries to, to play on the front foot, with even with the 3-5-2, pushes his wing back side. Sometimes, obviously, they pay the lack of quality and the lack of experience. Against Venezia, we saw the importance of Frank Ribéry. Best game so far of the season for Ribéry. He was everywhere, collecting the ball, passing the ball, provoking the red card. The problem is for Salernitana, how fit is he going to be? He's 39. Is he going to be able to play every three three days as, as, as they do? Now they are the worst defense in Serie A um, with 11 goals conceded at home. And already, every time they played the big teams, they always lost. Roma, Torino, Atalanta, Sassuolo, they lost them all. And the score collected is 10-0. So they did a score and they conceded 10. For this reason, I'm going to go for Napoli to be winning at half time and full time 
which is, I think is a massive odd. They are really, really good. This is the top of the table going to playing a, a local derby, a regional derby at Salerno, 205. Go for it. Yeah, definitely. This one has a lot of potential and value in it uh, by everything you said. And Ribery, what a guy. He's still going strong at 39. Yeah. Legend. Okay, we have Roma and AC Milan. I think this is the biggest game of March Day 11. Absolutely. Um, fourth misses, meets the... The second missed the fourth team in the table. And without Mourinho on the touchline, Roma actually got back on the winning way. <laughs> Maybe they were motivated with his absence <laughs> when they defeated Cagliari away from home. And now at Stadio Olimpico, they will face a flying high AC Milan who has dropped just two points with from a possible 30 this season. Uh, that happened on the road to Juve, but I'm not sure they will drop points here despite the higher odds. Uh, look, I think Roma had to bounce back after the shocking defeat 6-1 against Bodo Glimt. Mourinho has really put his foot down again with some players. Now, some of the players that he played in Norway, they don't even get the call up to go on the bench. So now Mourinho has been really, really clear. I'm only going to play my first team. Very interesting to see which kind of team he plays in the conference league against Bodo Glimt on Thursday. But for this one, yeah, he's going to stick to the same formation that won a Cagliari, started the game not really well, uh, then uh, Cagliari took the lead and Roma uh, came out, they had to win, and interestingly, Mourinho from the bench used the 19 years old Felix, so someone who never played in Serie A, he made his debut, but actually the guy gave a lot of energy to the midfield. Now they are fourth in the table, they know they need to improve, but they're doing the right way, they're playing the right way, they're playing, creating chances, uh, good propositive football, so we are seeing uh, you know, a, Mourinho, a Mourinho and a Roma that are on the front foot. The lack of goals up front could be concerning for them. Abram hasn't scored in the last five Serie A games. Zaniolo, who's the man that should have changed Roma this year after one year and a half of injuries, still hasn't scored. If those two can find a better form, I think Roma will be on to good things for the next couple of games. Milan, Milan, yes, top of the league, but really they scrape mediocrity against Torino, they scrape mediocrity against Porto in the Champions League, against Bologna, was a bit of a fortunate win. So, uh, yes, I think things have gone their way so far. But if you look at the way Milan are playing against Torino, only two shots on target in the entire game, 44 possession, although Torino weren't very threatening. However, this is the best start of the league for Milan since 1954-55, when they wow. were managed by the, the great... Hungarian Bella Gutman. I certainly don't remember that one. So anyway, I think Milan are lacking so far a bit of creativity due to the injuries of Brahim Diaz. Even the fact that they don't have the keeper, Magnon, which is going to be out until 2022 or January because of wrist operation, they lack, not the fact that, I mean, Tataruzano is doing well in goal, but Magnan with the feet is better. He can distribute the ball a little bit better. And that was an improvement this season. However, Milan have been excellent away from home this season. Last season, they were the top teams in Italy who won most points away from home. They won, of course, in Rome last season 2-1. Uh, but uh, I think Rome could start this one quicker, better, better out of the block. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the outright market is difficult to risk on. But let's go for Roma to take the lead. 183. Okay. 
might be a little bit risky this tip because it's a derby game. Well, not the derby, but it's like a, a highlighted game, and you never know what happens in this type type of high energy games. It could be five zero, could be oh zero five, it could be one one. <laughs> All possible. It is unpredictable. It's unpredictable. Yes. I, think, I think overall it could be an over two point five goals, but very difficult to say which way is gonna go. So that's why mm. I go for Milan to to Roma to to score first. Who will win uh, this battle of best friends? Is asking David. Tomori, Tomori so far is is in a better form than Abraham. We said Abraham has a score in the last five. Roma needs to get him involved a little bit more, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one for both of them, of course. Mm -hmm. And the closing match of the round will be Bologna Cagliari. Bologna must be disappointed with their recent defeats. Uh, but to be fair, their schedule was really tough. First, they lost to AC Milan with 2-4 and then 3-0 to Napoli in the most recent game. Now they have a great chance to get their fourth win of the season against the Cagliari team, who almost managed to upset a, a Roma, as we mentioned uh, a moment ago. They were uh, quickly uh, ignored with goals in 71st and 78th minutes to the final 1-2. This means the visitors are rock bottom with six points to their name, and uh, even the good form of Joao Pedro, who has scored six and assisted for two this season, will not be able to probably save them from relegation. But I think Bologna, they had a lot of absentees against Napoli. They were missing Soriano, Sumaro, suspended, um, Arnautovic up front. They didn't really threaten Napoli. No shots on target until the 85th minutes. They also conceded stupid penalties as well. So they are... Uh, I mean, it's also their own fault for letting Napoli having the chance to score more than one goal. So we know that Bologna is a brave team. They can battle. Now they're set up with a 3-5-2, which has been working at home uh, for uh, Mihailovic. I think if Bologna gets the best man back, which they should do for this game, well, for sure Soriano and Sumaro were suspended. They're going to be back. They're going to give Cagliari a good game. But yeah, of course, check the lineups. Cagliari, bottom of the table, big disappointment of the season. This is already the second season that they are in a relegation scrap. But against Roma, I saw something positive. First of all, they show some character, which they lacked completely against Fiorentina in the previous round. They were completely outplayed and didn't react after Fiorentina score. This time, yes, they left the ball to Roma. They played with a 4-5-1, so Mazzarri set up really defensively, but they hit the post, they took the lead, and they did all of this without probably four or five of the best men. There was no Caceres, Godin, Strutman, and Nandez. So, you know, for a team that is struggling, it's not easy to do it without the best men. They might still be without these players, or at least three out of four of these ones they might going to play against Cagliari, but this is on a Monday night, so it's a little bit more time to recover. Again, check the lineups. They are winless away. They are the worst attack away with three scores and 11 conceded. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't see any of this team scoring more than one goals, to be fair. Uh, the, the odds for Bologna to win are uh, nice, are appealing. Why not? Uh, but let's go for an under in this case, which I think pays more. And yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting goal. 2.28, under 2.5 goals. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's quite possible. Actually, Vivica says both teams to score, but that was the for the previous game, Roma and Milan. I just saw it, sorry. Potentially, potentially because Roma so far against the big teams have always conceded. 
So yes, it is, and I think, uh, yeah, potentially, but I, I don't think the odds are very high for this one. So yeah, I mean, yeah, why not on, put it on the Akka? Maybe. On 60, yep. And speaking of Akka, I think it's now about the, exactly the time where we uh, have your perfect predictions for us. <laughs> well, hopefully that will be perfect this time. <laughs> Atalanta, Lazio, both team to score. Uh, Fiorentina uh, to win a home against Spezia. Uh, Genoa. To score uh, first, uh, Salernitana Napoli over 2.5 goals. And as you can see on the graphic, I went for a double chance. Roma Milan 1x total odds just short of 10, 9.72. Perfect. I would love to try it this time and uh, actually get a win. And we have Svorix uh, who asked if we can give uh, the best game of the round for, uh, just as, as a single bet, I guess. He means... Uh, the best game of the round for me, it's uh, Fiorentina to win. 1, 1.57 of my act. Okay. So, now we have it, guys. Uh, all games from Serie A, match day 11, analyzed and predicted by one and only Danny. If you enjoyed the show, please like it, subscribe to the channel and hit the bell to share uh, to never miss a video. You can also share with your friends on social media or whatever you like. Uh, we'll be back to actually in a couple of hours with live stream of uh, La Liga with Alvaro. So please stay tuned for this one. See you soon, Danny. It was a pleasure ciao. as always. Ciao, ciao. See you soon. Bye-bye.